everyone. Very good. This is Annika in Columbia. And Maria in Happy Valley. And we are here to talk about Bellingham, the city of subdued whatever we decide to talk about. We want to get to know you, Bellingham. Both the well-known and not so well-known. We are joined today by our quarantine co-hosts, as always, Burrito, uh, recently back from the veterinarian. Oh, what happened at the vet? Well, he got his nails clipped, so now they're all stubby, but (laughs) I'm sure he'll hone those blades very soon. We were not allowed to go inside the vet with him, Mm -hmm. so it was pretty traumatic. He had to be handed over to the vet tech, and he was, you know, there were dogs around, and so he had to, you know, get a bunch of shots and get weighed and have a thermometer stuck up his rumpus Mm. all by himself. And uh, and he was pretty depressed for a couple of days after that was done. But he's really he's, yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of times when cats and maybe dogs do get their shots, it can kind of cause them to be a little uh, bit feverish. Okay. And so he was just sort of like down in the dumps. Didn't want to go outside. Didn't want to play. Just looked kind of sad and was sitting on the kitchen floor. Um, and he never sits on the kitchen floor. So I think it's because it's the, the tile is cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Anyways, I'm glad that Burrito is up to date on his uh, procedures. Yes. Hopefully we won't have to go back for a whole nother year. Yeah. It's a healthy, healthy cat. Healthy cat. He actually lost a whole pound. You know, he's getting, he was getting a little chunky, but the vet was so happy because, um, you know, we finally have the diet thing figured out. Yeah. So how about Romy and Tilly? How are they doing? They're good. Tilly is looking very trim, which is good. She jumped on the bed today and... All by herself? All by herself. Wow, she's getting little leg muscles. Yeah, and lugging around 15 pounds is a lot easier than 18. Oh, Tilly. We still have some ways to go. But yeah, her and Romy are getting along famously. Like I said, Romy does not love other dogs, but Tilly like swiped him in the face today because she was trying to play and he didn't do anything. He just like walked away. He recognizes Tilly as a vulnerable population. Yes. (laughs) But they're good. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today is the primary ballot. Ooh. Uh, Hopefully everybody in Whatcom County has their primary ballot, and it's due August 4th, so that's a day after this podcast comes out. And I know if most people are like me, they they procrastinate. So I don't feel bad talking about this right now. Uh, The first thing I want to say to all our listeners out there, and please spread the word, don't lick your envelope. (laughs) Don't, Don't do it. It's surprising to me, like, maybe because I don't watch, like, actual TV. Maybe there have been ads about this on TV or on the radio, but honestly, I feel like I haven't seen a big promotion for people to not lick their envelopes during coronavirus, and I think that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. I know. I, I'm sorry, I licked mine, and as soon as I was done licking it, I thought, oh my god, this is so gross, and now all of Washington is going to be sending their licked envelopes to the people that count the votes, and they're going to have to touch them. When you lick an envelope, does it kind of seal it so the germs stay there? Because I, I wouldn't think I they'd how, stay very long. I don't know how germs work. I think... They die relatively quickly 
in paper. I know like you send in a sample, it has to be in an enclosed capsule that doesn't have any oxygen. Mm. Like if you were going to send a sample of like your saliva or for like the DNA, the ancestry testing, it has to be in a concealed capsule and you have to do it a certain way or else like everything dies. Well, that's good then. So maybe the risk is not as big as I thought. Still though, (gasps) looking at envelopes is gross. It's still gross. Even if we didn't have coronavirus, why can't there be stickers instead? Yeah. That's my hot take. They should all be stickers. No more licking (laughs) because it tastes bad. And you know. What if we shouldn't be putting these things in our mouths? Not even because it's gross, but because it's I don't know. Yeah, no, because that's a that's like a that's an episode of Seinfeld. Spoiler alert for Seinfeld: Susan dies because she licked all the envelopes with the cheap glue and got poisoned. Ooh, yeah, that's dark. I know. The whole point is that it's dark, and then nobody actually cares that she died. <laughs> Seinfeld is funny. <laughs> Never watched it, but ah, it's on Hulu. You should watch it. I, think I have you'd like so it. many things I have to watch right now. I just started watching Suits. It's perfect. It's like, because I tried to watch Criminal Minds and it was so bad. Like, maybe some Criminal Minds fans out there can uh, explain to me why it got more than half a season. But the writing and the acting is some of the most atrocious that I've ever seen on television. And I cannot believe it got 12 seasons. I'm sorry, Annika, are you a big Criminal Minds person? So I grew up watching Criminal Minds. It's like a guilty pleasure. Like, I don't appreciate it for anything other than like, ooh, serial killers. Yes. Because there's way better shows that cover serial killers. Just in 2004, there wasn't. Mm -hmm. I think that anybody that wants a better version of Criminal Minds should watch Bones. I feel like it's got a lot of the same pieces, but it's a little bit better. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the later seasons of Criminal Minds are better. No, so I, no. they're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyway, I've, I've watched five episodes of Suits, and it's just so mediocre. It's, like, just interesting enough to keep my attention. Adjusted, like, the production value is, like, just high enough. And there's so many seasons. So I'm hoping to binge that. Oh, do do do. Because we recently talked to the owner of Maniac Coffee and former owner of the Black Drop, I thought it might be worth mentioning that the Black Drop Coffee House is moving to the former Rook and Rogue space. Yeah, much bigger space. That's exciting for them. That's a cool spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of cycled through, you know, since I've lived here. So the Black Drop is a, an established business, so I'm sure they'll be able to make good use of the location. And that opens up their little quarter spot for a different kind of business. And so I'll be excited to see who moves in. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Annika? Should we move on to our interview? Yes. All right. Today, our guest is Daisy Gonzalez. Daisy is the front of house manager at El Rey Latino Restaurant and Sports Bar located on Meridian. How are you doing this morning, Daisy? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. It's, uh, it's a little muggy outside, but I made it out for a run unwillingly. Oh, you are so productive. I, yeah, I'm impressed. I made it up for a bubble bath and a like 7.45. Oh, that sounds a lot better than what I did. Bubble bath. I mean, it was enjoyable, but I wish that I had the drive to do what you just did. So did you at least get a mimosa with that bubble bath? (laughs) Not at 7.45 in the morning, but maybe (laughs) just maybe if I do that bubble bath again, maybe I'll put a mimosa with it. That's a good idea. 
So since this is a Bellingham podcast, what brought you to Bellingham? Well, I grew up in Everson. I graduated from Nuxack. I was hit with the Bellingham curse. I tried to move out once and I had to come back home. So, (laughs) Have we ever heard it, Maria, called the Bellingham curse? No, that's a new one. But I think for a lot of people's hometowns, there can be a little bit of a something invisible that pulls you back. There's a total article about the Bellingham curse. You guys have to look it up. (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. We keep hearing about everyone. They're like, oh, I, I moved away and I was just drawn back. So I, yeah. I love to travel. I have lived in many places and I cannot tell you, I will never leave Bellingham. I love it here. There is no other place in the world who offers as much as Bellingham does. And the community that we have here, it's just so amazing. I I can't see myself anywhere else. What, what are some of the places that you've lived? So I've lived in Reno, Nevada. Um, I lived in Pomona, California for a little bit. I lived in Oregon for a little bit. Went back to live in Reno. And I just, I couldn't stay away from home. I had to come back. You missed the not hot weather? Yes, yes. (laughs) I do not, I am not a huge fan of the heat. So this is, Washington is just, Bellingham is just perfect for me. Awesome. (laughs) I'm with you there, Daisy. I turn my air conditioner on if it's like 77. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so hot last night. I couldn't. (laughs) I was up tossing and turning for hours, even with my AC on. Maria, that's amazing that you even have AC. I splurged on it this summer because I hate the heat. Oh, okay. And I can't sleep at all if it's, like, hot outside. That's fair. So being an adult, that's one thing I noticed when I moved back to Washington from Reno. Is In Reno, everywhere has AC units. Not here. Nowhere. Not a single place where I've lived has had an AC unit. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's true, though. My dad's the same as me, so I always grew up with AC. Like, even coming from a different part of Washington, I was surprised when, like, I started living places on my own. It's like, wait, not a single air conditioner in sight? So, uh, Daisy, we were wondering if you had a Bellingham story that you'd like to share with our guests. That's something, like, funny or amusing that maybe has a person, place, or thing that other locals would recognize? Hmm... I had a couple. Which one do I want to... A Bellingham story. You know, one of my, one of my favorites, it's not exactly Bellingham, but it's, it's Bellingham area. One of my favorite things about Bellingham, Linden, Whatcom in general is all of the parades that we have. I remember a few years back, I was in the Christmas parade for my gym. And that to me was, (laughs) that was really exciting. Everybody was watching people I knew were just looking at me and they're like, what are you doing, Daisy? (laughs) (laughs) You'd never think somebody like me would be in a parade, but I, I enjoy it. I'm all about being all out there and you know yeah uh, another thing that I've noticed more is how our little you know how we have our little districts fountain district and Mm -hmm. all of that fun stuff I love how my district I'm in the fountain district um uh, we try at least to get together for holidays and we do like the little Halloween we'll put the balloons out so all of the businesses can give out candy for kids all of that fun stuff oh cool that is so great I love how much the Bellingham community feels like cohesive like everybody's so enthusiastic about doing things oh absolutely that's I think that's one of the best things about Bellingham everybody's always so excited to be doing something and so outgoing and so forthcoming with helping one another that I love I love Bellingham (laughs) yeah well then you are a perfect fit 
get to be on our show because now we're just like three enthusiasts geeking out. Right? <laughs> I can talk about Bellingham all day long if you wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So what are the beginnings of El Rey? El Rey hasn't been around for super long. It, it opened a few years uh, ago, right? One year ago, about one a year, year. two okay. months ago. So the two owners, they wanted to create an environment for everybody. So there's a lot of Mexican restaurants in town, so many of them, but you don't have what they would have at home, like in Nicaragua or Costa Rica, Honduras and El Salvador. And the two owners are from El Salvador and Honduras. And they really felt like they couldn't go anywhere and feel at home. So if they felt that way, they wanted to create an environment where more people could feel at home and get some of that cuisine that made them feel comfortable and happy. <laughs> well, and I love that you have such an extensive menu. El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Guatemala. Oh, yeah, I love that. Well, we'll dive into some questions, more questions about that later, because we, we do have yeah, some. Absolutely. I was like, gosh, I wish I had a menu with me. <laughs> what has been your favorite part of working in a Bellingham business so far? You know, before I came to El Rey, I worked pretty much for corporate companies and I was more in the hotel biz. Okay. So I always knew I liked waiting and bartending and the opportunity propped up where I was offered a position here. And I have learned that it's a lot, a lot different working for a family-owned business than a corporate office or corporate-owned business. Oh, I've spent so much time with these guys and the owners yeah. and their kids and my co-workers. We are so much more like a family and in helping each other build each other. I also love how the rest of the community in my fountain district has reached out to us, especially during this pandemic. I've gotten to know a lot more of my neighbors than before. You know, I get to go to all of these little shops and actually chit chat with the owners. And I've made so many more connections than I feel I had working in a corporate field. You know, so it's definitely about that 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 connection that you make with your peers and others. Um, I love working here because I also do get a lot of freedom and creativity. So that's something that when you're working for a corporate business, it's not very doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so what creative choices have you been able to make running the front of the house? Well, you know, it. a lot of our promotions, a lot of our Facebook, that's all me. And I do get a lot of wonderful feedback on our Facebook um, posts and stuff. Yeah, you guys were very active on Facebook from the beginning. Like, that's actually how I found out about El Rey was I saw your guys' Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they, like, they're on top of it. This is cool. So. Yeah, we, we've been trying to. We've been trying to. I'm not going to lie. We've been trying really hard to be on top of that. Um, we did. We started doing trivia nights right before this pandemic hit and oh my god it was so funny like I would make all of the people that came in like do challenges I once made them eat jello with their hands behind their back it was great oh man Annika we have to show up for one of those once it's safe that sounds so yes, fun once it's safe oh yeah you guys if you guys go on Facebook and see our videos oh my god it was amazing for another one I made people throw oranges into nets I did like a Spongebob themed trivia night and I made um, people with blindfolds throw oranges at their partners and their partners had to catch it in like a like a jellyfishing net, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They, they hit me a couple of times, but it was worth it. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do get a lot of that freedom and I just love it. And I get to make people happy and all of my customers that come in, they're always so happy to see me. And uh, I, I, I love that so much. So we talked a little bit earlier about you guys um, pulling menu items from several different Latin American countries and how that's really a point of focus for the owners. So do you have any insight on how they chose the specific dishes from each country that they wanted to feature? I know that they sat down and, and see, I wasn't here from the very, very beginning. So a lot of it is what I've kind of come to know over time. But I do know that the owners have talked and have, you know, kind of like let it slip that they did sit down. And it was like about a month of them going back and forth to create this menu that, you know, obviously they can't have absolutely everything. Yeah. But they did have the most important ones, the ones that made them feel like they were back home. I hope our listeners like get out and, and try some of these more unfamiliar maybe maybe for uh, our, our non-latin american or not people that are listening from these specific countries get to try some of these dishes because uh your guys as chefs and your the people that created your menu they made some really really delicious food absolutely yeah. you know i personally i'm mexican so a lot of those dishes i had never tried in my life before and i was super skeptical because i was like who eats bananas with rice and beans or chicken <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god like i dived into their food and it is so good the difference a ripe banana versus a green one like makes in the taste and the texture mm -hmm. is so so wow we have one of my favorite dishes is a pollo frito and that's from honduras Mm -hmm. And it's uh, when the plantains are very, very green, they slice them up really, really thin and deep fry them. So then they get oh. to be like a chip like consistency. And then they put over it like a chicken, um, deep fried chicken. And we make our own mustard batter, which you'd think mustard batter, that's going to be a little strong. It's actually not every uh, all of the other seasonings that go into this particular dish give the perfect balance uh, for like this explosion of. Oh, my God, my mouth is watering. <laughs> Just talking about it. And then their coleslaw. Like, it, it, it's, it opens a lot of questions into different cultures. And, you know, we've gotten around when I, when I started here and I was trying all of these dishes. You know, we lost track of time. They put, like, a bunch of dishes out in front of me. And it went from talking about the food to stories about their countries and how different they do things everywhere and cultures. And, you know, it's this place, it's just not for I mean obviously it's definitely about the food we make amazing food I can vouch for that I might be a little biased though <laughs> but you know it, it's also a place where I and I've experienced it myself where I sit down and then I look at my watch and it's two hours later and we've just like lost track of time because we've been talking and it, uh, it's so crazy I I can't imagine a better place than here <laughs> you guys also have like a pretty delicious margarita selection so especially if those kind of <laughs> get flowing I can see maybe losing an entire day Right. And one of my favorite margaritas here is the passion fruit margarita because we make fresh passion fruit drinks. So our passion fruit water, which is like an agua, uh, we have four aguas frescas uh -huh. that we make every day, which would be your horchata, hibiscus, uh, tamarind and the passion fruit and that passion fruit margarita. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. That does sound really good. So, you know, Washington, pretty far away from a lot of the countries that you guys are trying to, to emulate the cuisine of. Do you ever have issues sourcing particular ingredients? 
Uh, no, there's actually quite a few vendors that are really, really good at having a lot of Central American stuff. And to, to my surprise, actually, they're always pretty, pretty well stocked and get us the fresh ingredients that we need because we are very focused on always bringing the freshest ingredients from the kitchen to the table. Well, you can definitely taste it in the food. It's it's Thank really you. special. After I tried it, I was like, wow, this place is doing something really, really cool and really different. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly hoping that more and more people w- will hear about El Rey because it is a pandemic. You know, everybody is scared. Every business is hurting. We're just trying to stay afloat and give the public what they want. <laughs> so what would you recommend a new customer try if maybe they were kind of feeling intimidated by all the different options, but they wanted to be a little bit like adventurous? Um, hmm, I'd recommend everything on there, but... <laughs> I would definitely, I would, I guess a pupusa would be a safe bet. And they are so delicious. Um, A pupusa is a a Salvadorian dish. It's a thick griddle cake or a flatbread. It's made with cornmeal and it's always stuffed with cheese. So it's always going to have cheese. And you can have like your choice between pork or chicken, beans, cheese and cheese, uh, Revueltas, which is beans, cheese, and pork, or loroco, which is a, a flour and very popular down there. But it's it's a very, very easy dish. It's not going to be super strong in taste. I mean, they're, they're delicious, but they're not going to be something so different that it's going to kind of steer the guest away. So maybe like a little bit of a gateway drug. Yeah, And absolutely. then they can, yeah. they can get into <laughs> some of the maybe more, I don't want to say like, more flavorful, but differently or more intensely yeah, flavored. Yeah, there you go. Dish. Intensely, intensely. Yeah, um, but the pupusas are a way a great way to uh, start or get an introduction into all of this other yumminess. <laughs> um, just because they're they're a little easier on the taste buds, but they are super good and they are so filling. So Sundays are usually my pupusa days, mm-hmm. and they get they get pretty popping. People are really really starting to like them, and I think the more I introduce them to them, I'm always getting good feedback. So I'll get some to go orders, and I'll be like, Hey, did you want to add some pupusas? We just made some this morning. They're super good. A lot of the times, people will say yeah. And then they'll call me back and they'll be like, Daisy, oh my God. I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense that those are like such a good introductory for people too, because they're small and they've got, there's like lots of options to Mm -hmm. go inside too. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. So sometimes I'll do this thing where I'll find one thing on a menu and I'll never stray away from that. And when I got food from El Rey, I've gotten a few times, I live really close. I, I always get the pupusa with the, is it, it's either zucchini or squash? Yeah, the zucchini. Yeah. Zucchini. Okay. Yeah. That's usually my go-to. Yeah, we have, we actually have quite an extensive vegetarian menu as well. Mm -hmm. Next time you have to try our spinach enchiladas, they're so good. Oh, that does sound good. So when I first came in, my boyfriend and I, I think uh, it's called the mocajete. Mocajete, yeah. Yeah, And it's like, just like a giant cauldron of delicious things and spicy sauce. I had never gotten to eat anything in that style before. And it was so fun. And everything was so delicious. I'm so glad. Yeah, that, I, usually that's one of my favorite like way to introduce a customer to our food because it's great to share, kind of get get to taste a little bit of everything that we do have on that menu, and you don't have to like grab twenty different million dishes to kind of get a taste of everything we have. And it's beautiful. Like, the presentation <laughs> is gorgeous. Thank you. 
So your restaurant, uh, we talked a little bit about how it's located in the Fountain District. And that yeah. is part of Bellingham's Urban Village Project. So places in Bellingham where the city is trying to you know, really make it a focus of commerce and people being together and, you know, make it beautiful. So what do you think El Rey is bringing to the table, specifically to the Fountain District? Oh, absolutely. That safety feeling, that community feeling. We're all about helping our peers and our neighbors. Is there anything more specific? Well, I can't. We are working on a few projects right now, but I can't give you any insights. Yeah, but we are working on a few on a few projects, and we are really excited to get them going. But I, you guys, you guys are gonna have to find out when the time is right. Oh, okay. <laughs> we understand. Our listeners and Annika and I will be paying close attention to your Facebook page if we wanted mm-hmm. to maybe figure uh, if we wanted to find out any announcements that you guys were. Yeah. I mean, when people come in, they can kind of see one of the projects that it's going on, but I can't. I can't give any details at this moment. (laughs) That's okay. It's all right. It just makes me, like, more excited to go in. And for this... Bring all your friends. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, How how has the... COVID-19 pandemic and the closures and everything impacted El Rey. I know there's like no good time to be a business owner in a pandemic, but I especially a new business. So I was just curious. Well, for us, we're extremely lucky that the owner has had the financial backup to back the restaurant if something really were to go really sour. So we're very blessed in that department. One, one of the things that I admire most about my boss and the owners is that as soon as the pandemic hit, they weren't only focused in the restaurant and how it was going to affect the restaurant. They were also very focused in what can we do to help other people during this pandemic. So a few times the owners, uh, you know, they gave me a call and they're like, hey, this, this and this, you need to send all of these meals. We're going to help the Salvation Army or we're going to help this other organization. So we were able to get some free meals out and, you know, help throughout the pandemic for those who were in the front lines. Yeah, that is so generous. It really warms my heart because that I feel is is the Bellingham spirit right there to to really help everyone in your community and to be giving. And so I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, and I I just I love that about them, you know, that they weren't just solely worried about the restaurant. And obviously, we took a huge hit. Everybody has taken a hit during this time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he was like, well, what can we do to help others? Because, you know, we are very lucky right now. We all are still working. And they, they kept as many of us as they could, or they've kept as many of us as they could. It is a lot of work, you know, working long hours every day. But I I love my job so much and I love the restaurant so much that I am going to write this whole thing out and hopefully everybody around us can come out of this too. Yes, absolutely. Have you guys been getting a lot of like takeout orders and to go? I think you're on Viking food. Yes, we are. We're on Viking food. I love working with them. (laughs) We are doing okay in that department, I suppose. I think every time we get a different announcement from the governor or, you know, the news, I think everybody gets a little scared and then secludes themselves again. And then the restaurants really, really feel it. But overall, I think we're doing pretty okay with the takeouts and we are doing dine-in as well so on Tuesdays that's when it really gets happy happy hour over here because we do the dollar tacos and the dollar margaritas yeah so <laughs> I know for a fact I'm gonna be busy on Tuesdays <laughs> yeah are you uh do you know if 
Because I'm trying to think, there really isn't a spot for an outdoor area with El Rey, but could there be? Uh, like I said, we're working on some really cool projects. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that idea definitely popped up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exciting. We won't we won't press anymore. <laughs> So before we move on to our last segment, uh, is there anything else that you want to get out to the listeners or uh, just a positive message for people in general? I know we are all stressed right now. I know that this is a time where I don't think any of us have lived through anything like that. I certainly didn't expect to see anything like this in my lifetime, at least. But just remember, we are all in this together. I have said it so many times. If anybody needs anything, please reach out. You know, I want to make sure that everybody has everything that they need during this pandemic, I guess. And just remember to look for your neighbor. Look out for each other. You know, we're all people at the end of the day. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy. So we're going to switch over to our final and favorite segment, Local Treasures. In this part of the show, we do a roundtable sharing of something we ate, drank, or otherwise bought or consumed recently that fills us with local pride. Do you have anything that has just been bringing joy to your life recently, Daisy? You know, one of my favorite, uh, and I hate to say this on air, <laughs> one of my uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite places to eat besides El Rey, of course, is the Birch Door Cafe. They have the best salmon salad in the world. Like, I just have to put that out there. No, that's great. Yeah. And then uh, I've never been much of a beer drinker, but the guys next door at Menace Brewing, oh my God, I urge people to go check them out. They are so great. Awesome. <laughs> Their beer is amazing and they're super friendly guys. Absolutely. We we love Menace and uh, 122 also. Yeah. Another neighbor on the other side. <laughs> I- I've yet to go try them out. They also have really good beer. Yeah, um, all the hiking out here, like I have been enjoying those hikes too. So, oh, yes. <laughs> any specific ones? Mm, I really like uh, Teddy Bear Cove, especially oh, okay. because at night you get to see the bioluminescent plankton. Oh. I don't, I don't know if you guys have yet to see that. I have, I have done it once last summer. I finally got out to Teddy Bear Cove, and it's really, really fun. It is really pretty. Like me and my friends will go out. We'll you know, may or may not have an illegal bonfire or something. But <laughs> around around midnight, we'll turn that off and then we'll go swimming. And it's like you're swimming in the stars. It's so beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. Annika, what is your pick this week? Mine is, well, it's not solely local to Bellingham, but very it's local to the area. Um, I just tried the peach rosé San Juan seltzer. Um, and it was delicious. So I also enjoy this seltzer. And Annika and I were talking earlier, and I mentioned it's like a bridal shower in a can. A bridal shower <laughs> in a can. Where is this from? San Juan? Uh-huh. San Juan Island. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm not much of a, like, rosé person. I personally do not like rosé. Um, I don't know if, what, what your thoughts are on it. I'm pretty mad on it, too. Yeah. But but the the seltzer was really good. <laughs> I've had a rosé cider before, and it was, it was okay. I think I liked it. Edgar's here. Do you guys want to say hi to Edgar? Yes. Hi, hey, Edgar. Edgar. Say hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi, Edgar. It's nice to meet you. Who is Edgar? Yeah. Edgar, what's your role in Daisy's life? In Daisy's life? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I just tell her what to do. And she has, <laughs> okay. She, yeah. Yeah. She, she just does whatever I say. No, that, that's that about it. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pass you guys over to Daisy. Okay, thanks. All right. That's funny. There's my Edgar. So funny. Husband, boyfriend. 
No. No. Best friend. Best friend. friend. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. No, his, his wife would probably get really upset. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, don't cut it out. It's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up with saying that my local treasure for this week were the Hurricanes at Bayou. Especially good if you can get them on happy hour. They're only $4. And they're a delicious, sweet, strong way to enjoy a summer evening. I probably enjoyed my summer evening a little bit too hard. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it seems like we all love a lot of the same places. I love Bayou on the Bay. They have the best gumbo ever. Yes. Yes, I agree. It's delicious. <laughs> My significant other is he's a southern boy and he loves the um chicken po' boy. Oh, I have not had that. Apparently it's really good. I like the catfish po' boy. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I very skeptically had their uh, frog legs. I went out to dinner there with mm-hmm. a friend and she's like, oh, they're so good. I'm like, nope. She's like, try them. They're like chicken. It did not taste like chicken. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's just what everybody says and then it doesn't. So, oh no! I was I was very scared. <laughs> oh, but adventurous. It was. It was very. I, I'd like to think of myself as very adventurous. Yeah. If you're yeah. gonna try the frog legs. Oh. I mean, I don't know, Maria. Have you tried them? I have. I'm more of a fan of the alligator skewers. No. Yeah. I'm. No. I like them. <laughs> I like them I, a lot. I had alligator jerky ones, and I was. I was surprised. <laughs> it's definitely like very fishy, yeah, porky chicken. I don't know. I had a. I went to New Orleans with a friend uh, a couple summers ago, and um, I had an alligator sausage, and it was actually like one of the best things that I ate there. So I think I'm just kind of a fan of alligator in general. Alligator sausage, huh? I'll, yeah. I'll, that's. I'll, I'll write that down. I'll have to try that out. I was gonna say I'm making Edgar eat bacon and cheese crickets. I just got back from vacation, so. Ooh. So I got him some bake. I know he loves his protein, so. Yeah. Crickets are very sustainable, too. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're good for the environment and good for your body. Well, there we go. I'm excited to see him eat those. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. All right. Well, Daisy, we had so much fun fangirling out with you about Bellingham, about El Rey, and we were so happy to have you on the show. Well, I'm very, very happy to be on the show, and thank you guys so much for having me. I was definitely super nervous. (laughs) You were great. You're very personable on the air. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for my daughter to hear this. (laughs) Oh, that'll be fun. I do have the cutest daughter in the world. Jimena, I love you, baby. So with that, we want to say a thank you to Jeff Figley for doing our music. Another thank you to Daisy for being a wonderful guest on the show. We want to thank all of our wonderful listeners out there. I'm going to try to do the editing this week, so we'll see how that turns out. So, um, And then if you want to follow us on social media, we are most places at City of Subdued or some close variation of that phrase. We are going to leave you all with a big stay healthy Bellingham a little more subdued Maria please stay healthy 